Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, sign up, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. Oil. Oh, my goodness. Have you been watching the congressional hearings on price gouging? Very interesting stuff. The government has uh, an interesting website. It's uh, called fossil.energy.gov and it's all about fossil fuel which in this day and age is kind of a joke because we've had so much time to investigate other forms of energy and yet we rely on this antiquated system which we call fossil fuel I mean think about it it's fossil it's like as old as you can get is as old as this this is but there's way too much wrapped up in the whole oil and natural gas delivery system that's pretty much exemplified by the fact that the Royal Dutch Shell Company reported an earnings last quarter of nearly 33 billion with a B dollars 33 billion dollars do you know how much money that is I mean that's just incredible you know we're talking about major humongous sums of money and it's it's hard to really put this stuff into perspective sometimes but if you go to this website fossil.energy.gov and you click on oil and gas supply you can read the first sentence and this pretty much brings it all into perspective oil and natural gas are the lifeblood of the US economy together they account for more than 60 percent of the energy consumed in the United States so oil and gas is the lifeblood of our economy and 60% of it is the energy that's consumed in the United States. So that means that only, you know, 40% is anything else, any other kind of energy, whether it's hydroelectric, whether it's wind power, whatever. Okay? There are many other kinds of fuels. There's nuclear energy, there's hydroelectric energy, there's wind energy there's solar energy there are other things that can be explored but this country has continued to stick to oil as being the major source of our energy because we have the situation where oil is the only way that people can fuel their lives okay you got to put gas in your car you got to put heating oil in your house you know you've got to get on a train that's going to a place that's using electricity to move those trains and that electricity is generated by generators that are burning oil so the whole country really would come to a standstill without oil and natural gas 
because as I quoted them saying, oil and natural gas are the lifeblood of the U.S. economy. Without oil and gas, your food doesn't get delivered. Without oil and gas, your phones don't work. Your cars don't work. Your trains don't work. Your lights don't go on. Your water doesn't come out of your faucet. You don't have heat in your house. You cannot cook your food. Unless, of course, you have a fireplace. You know, it, every single aspect of your daily life is affected by oil and natural gas. This, in my opinion, interprets into a national security issue. In areas of national security, there ought not to be private interests bilking the American people in gouging kinds of behavior. It's price gouging when the price of a gallon of gas at the pump is raised by a dollar overnight because of one hurricane affecting one state in the United States, which is thousands of miles wide. It is outrageous that the federal government allows monopolies like this to twist the American public into playing their game. Oil executives are insisting that these profits are fair, which is really hard to believe. The, the whole issue is so suspect that Ted Stevens, Republican from Alaska, the head of the Commerce Committee, refused a Democratic request to swear in the executives. You know what that means. They don't want to have to swear that what they're saying is true because just in case somebody finds out somehow that what they're saying is not true, that they actually are price gouging and they're price fixing because you've basically got five major companies who are in the United States who are fixing the energy prices. They don't want it to come back in their face that, oh, well, maybe we didn't tell you exactly the whole truth, even though we're here at this committee, you know. If, when you've got five companies that manage the delivery of something that is called by our own government the lifeblood of our economy, five companies, it's ripe for abuse. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that one out. I'm sure that it's no different than any market that's squeezed. Anybody who's ever worked on Wall Street knows how markets are squeezed all the time. Common. It's common. Except in this case, it is so blatant. It is so outrageous. $33 billion in a quarter? Please. Please. You know... <laughs> It's, it's amazing. Consumers worldwide are going to buy about $2.5 trillion worth of petroleum products. A lot of it comes from Middle Eastern dictatorships. Well, let's think about that for a minute. You want to know what's going on in politics? 
You want to know who's scratching who's back? Follow the money. I can't even understand how the greater public doesn't see this. And maybe they do see this, but people won't, don't, whatever, talk about it. George Bush Sr. had very close ties and relationships with Saudi Arabia. George Bush Jr. has very close ties and relationships with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is a country that is quote-unquote our friend and ally and yet their policies, the way that they treat their people, their human right abuse, rights abuses, the kinds of money that's sent out of there, the fact of the matter is that Osama bin Laden is a son of Saudi Arabia, makes you all wonder about this. Money is power. These people are getting billions of dollars from the United States to fund their terrorism. George is going to be tough on terrorism? The best way to be tough on terrorism, George, is to stop sending money to the people who are using the money to hurt other people. Oil and natural gas, fossil fuels, again, fossils are so old that they're in museums. This system of energy, this system of providing energy to move our lives, to light our houses, to, to cook with and things, is a dinosaur. It belongs in a museum. The time now, right now, the way to fight this terrorism, the way to fight these things, is to stop kowtowing to the oil industry, kowtowing to Middle Eastern oil producers, and really focus money, mind power, talent on alternative fuel sources, alternative energy sources. There are many. We can send a man to the moon. If we can send telescopes out into the furthest reaches of the galaxy, I am certain that we can figure out a better way to power our lives. There is way too much special interest involved here, and that is the problem. Lou Dobbs has uh, a really interesting quote on uh, an article dated uh, August 12th. There is no denying both political parties in Congress are now owned lock, stock, and barrel by corporate interests. The nation's elected officials in Washington have formed a partnership with the corporate supremacists and special interest groups in an effort to drive profits to the bottom line of U.S. multinationals at the expense of hardworking Americans. Lou, you hit the nail right on the head. As far as I'm concerned, that is the problem here with oil. And our elected officials are not looking out for our best interest because there is way too much patting on the back, handshaking, side deals, secret dirty dealings, and it's so evident. And this kind of thing where you see extraordinary profits, extreme, outrageous 
displays of greed just further confirms that the situation has just gone completely out of control. I don't have any idea how you fix something like this. It is so deep-rooted. It is so pervasive. It is so cat in the hat, so big and so deep and so tall. Is there a way to fix this? Sure. Some brilliant scientist or groups of scientists have to come up through private funding with an alternative energy source that is viable, that is easy, that people can convert what they have and use this new energy source, and they need to just put it out there. Not be greedy, not be self-serving, do it for the greater good of mankind. Is it possible that people will do it? I don't know. I don't know. You know, everybody wants the buck. Everybody wants to have the fancy house on the hill and the big cars. But you know what? If there would be some way to get a small collective of brilliant people together who don't care that much about having the big house on the hill and be happy to have a small house on the hill, this could so be done. This could definitely be done. And you know something? I think that these windfall profit thing, wind, windfall profit tax, I, I, you know, I mean, is there a benefit to it? I don't know, because what's going to happen is they're going to take it out of our hide anyway. These guys are going to get their bonuses, and they're going to have their profits, and they're going to do what they do because that's what they wrote into their plan. So I don't know that, that's, that there's actually any benefit to that. What I do know is that they certainly don't need subsidies for exploration coming out of, out of our backs and our taxes. I think they got more than enough here to do their own exploration, and any money that they get, any subsidies that they have been getting from the federal government should be cut immediately and should be sent to the private sector for alternative fuel research. So, come on down, sign up, talk it up, and let me know what you think. I'd really love to know. Till tomorrow, this is Elle at Iron Dove. Signing out.